0: You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast. And welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-hosts, Vanana.
1: Hello, everybody.
2: Darren Verola. Um, hi. <laughs> <What>? You're right. Vanana <laughs> was like, "What's
1: up, y'all? What's going
2: on?" Wow, um, <laughs> lots of energy. Kind of caught me off guard there. Uh, what's up, folks? welcome to episode 116 of the fanboy garage as always it's a pleasure to have you guys with us for another week another episode uh lots of stuff as usual to talk about um dates are shifting yet again uh people are losing this game with chicken with uh with the coronavirus um and uh there's some new shows that should pop up on HBO Max. We've got lots of stuff like that to talk about. So we'll we'll dig into the Warner Brothers Slate move, which I think people were expecting, but um, yeah, we're just going to, let's just rip the bandaid off and get started. Yeah,
0: so they announced that essentially the entire Slate, um, sans Wonder Woman for now, we'll talk about that in a second, which is, yeah. yeah, is shifting. So the Batman, which has resumed filming, Again, right? Uh, That was originally set to come out October 1st, 2021. That is now set for March 4th, 2022. The Flash, which was originally scheduled to go uh, to release on June 3rd, 2022, is now bumped to November 4th, 2022. Shazam 2, which was originally scheduled for a November, that date, November 4th, 2022, is now moved to June 2nd, 2023. And Black Adam, which was set to come out December 22nd, 2021, is now undated. So there is no release date as of now for that. And, you know, interesting that, you know, this is pretty. This is pretty. I didn't. Oh, that wasn't on this particular list that I. Uh,
2: yeah, that I, I had. it's uh, 20, August 6th,
0: 2021. OK, so, yeah, August 6th, 2021. So that would be the only for now, the only DC film that's going to be coming out next year yeah. uh, in what's going to be a very busy year for movies as as studios start to play catch up. You know, we know there's going to be a lot of Marvel content next year, Uh, we have the new Bond film, the new Fast and Furious film, all these movies that got moved uh, into 2021 and also Dune, a movie we talked a little bit about uh, a couple episodes ago, that got moved from October 1st I'm sorry, uh, from December I think of this year to October 1st, 2021, so that's now also on the schedule for Mm -hmm. 2021 You know, I Again, not a lot of this is shocking. Uh, it does suck that the Batman, you know, keeps getting pushed back, especially after we got that awesome trailer. It's like, man, right. you know, this is why when people say, oh, I want to see stuff from something and I want to I want to get hyped for it. It's like, be careful what you wish for, because now we're super right. hyped right, right, for right. a movie that now isn't coming out until March 4th, 2022. Um, but, you know, Wonder Woman still set as of now for Christmas Day of this year. Uh, which is, you know, hard to imagine because rarely do we talk about anything coming out this year. But do you think...
2: It's like to get moved.
0: Yeah, do you think some of these moves now, leaving only one DC film for next year, opens up the possibility that maybe they, in case they do need to slide Wonder Woman into 2021, they do have some options now?
2: Yeah. They've got, I mean, they've got a lot of space because if, if the Suicide Squad doesn't drop until August, um yeah. You know, they've got most of the year, right, to to, to move Wonder Woman into. Um, the other, I mean, there will be some competition, uh, obviously some competition with some of the other films that are going to be there. But this is Wonder Woman. So it's like there aren't very many comic book movies coming out in the early part of 2021. So I don't see why they just don't get it over with and move it. But... That being said, I think the the probable reason why they haven't moved it is because it's it's crazy town right now in terms of like predicting how things are gonna shake out with the coronavirus. And so if they move say they say they preempted the move now, right, as they announced the rest of this slate and they're like, Okay, December twenty fifth, we're gonna move Wonder Woman out of that date to like February, whatever. And then February rolls around and it gets moved again. I think I think they're just going to push it like further out. I think they'll push it probably yeah. closer to closer to the suicide squad.
1: Yeah, I They don't... definitely need to move it. They like, they have be like to like, a teen like film. I feel like I feel like right now, you know, they might be thinking like, "Oh yeah, like things are going to be okay." come Christmas and we're going to be like the only film that's out there. And Patty Jenkins even tweeted, you know, that direct to streaming is not even being discussed. She tweeted this a couple um, days ago. She said, we are still a hundred percent behind the theatrical experience for Wonder Woman 84 and supporting our beloved theater business. However, personally, I think the election that's coming up in a couple of weeks I think that is going to create even more chaos and rioting, if you will, because it seems like, you know, and not to get political, but it just seems like the aftermath of what's going to happen is going to shut down these major cities again, especially in New York, especially in Los Angeles. Um, I agree with you in terms of, like, what date do they even choose? Because now it's like having, like, another pandemic kind of, like, come about you know so Mm -hmm. i think they're just sticking to it for now but i don't think we should expect to see wonder woman on christmas at all
2: yeah yeah i don't yeah i I don't i don't understand i'm looking through the early
0: like the early schedule for next year right and i mean i understand that at this point you you've gotten to a point where you know we're not sure exactly when theaters will be fully open i mean broadway for instance just announced last week that they're not they're now not probably opening till next june so, you know yeah. so i mean originally it was supposed to be the fall then it was moved to january now they just announced june of 2021 and i'm i'm yeah. assuming that's because by then that's when most people think that there will probably be a vaccine that's widely available So they probably figure it and it's, you know, going back into the summer. So I think they figure that's probably a safe bet. And it may not be they may not be wrong in that thinking. But, you know, looking at the early schedule here, I mean, there's really nothing in January. And then if you look at the February movies right now, I mean, you got, you know, Cinderella and you have that's early February. I mean, not much else throughout the month. And then you have uh, beginning of March, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And then you have uh, towards the the end of March, Morbius and Tomb Raider 2 and stuff like that. So, I mean, there are opportunities if they want to put this movie in in February or March to do it. I, you know, I just I mean, to me, I, I do think we're, no matter what, you probably have a better shot of more theaters being open and available and people going to them in February or March of next year, regardless of vaccine or no vaccine, than you do on Christmas Day, right? I think there's a lot working against you on Christmas Day. You know, I I know that they, I mean, look, to to be honest with you, they don't have to make the decision right now because I think that the way we are, uh, you know, as a society, the way we are right now with everything, I, I don't, I mean they could literally probably announce this. It's not like you plan ahead to go to the movies, you know? It's not like you right. you know people like work their schedules around it or anything like that. Uh, they could probably wait another month to decide, mm-hmm. see what happens, and maybe that's what they're going to do. Um you know, yeah. but for now, I mean Christmas is seems like it's a lifetime from now. Uh but it's it's a little over 2 months away. And uh, because I mean nobody's really promoting anything, there's no you know, big marketing push that really needs to be done here and there's not going to be a lot of competition out there at that point. I, I think it's mm-hmm. fine if they make this a last minute decision. So Yeah. I and I still think when push comes to shove, I mean, unless something dramatically changes, I I think it's we're more likely to see it early next year than we are on Christmas, but you never know. Um
2: I yeah. mean yeah, I'm 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 more inclined to say it's going to be a summer film.
0: Oh, I don't see that because I think, be because I think there's just too much. See, now now you're trying to s- squeeze it. In. First of all, now it's gotten to the point where I think if you push it off that far, now you start to to worry about, you know, maybe losing it's people. Better. But also, yeah. there's going to be so much content out next year. I mean, that's one of the I, problems. I think
2: in general, like it doesn't to me one Woman or not 2021 and twenty twenty two is just gonna be a shit show. Like in terms of so much stuff <laughs> to watch, to wanna watch. Um yeah, I, I mean I just I just feel like that's what's gonna happen anyways. There's just gonna be so much stuff th- because we're only focused on talking about these comic book type movies, these like pop culture, fanboy, fangirl type movies. But like there's a whole bunch of other stuff that had to get bumped as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's also gonna be f- clogging up the, the, the theaters and who god knows what what that's even gonna look like when things kind of like come back right um you know like how many shows a, a film is gonna get and like are they even gonna be able to like sustain the amount of content that's gonna be on those screens and then you'll have you know studios probably fighting to get in i don't know it's mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm uh I would like to be optimistic about it all but I just, I you
1: know. Yeah, I think I, I think the way to go about it for now is like anytime they release any dates it's like, all right, yeah, cool, you know, but like right. don't set your heart on it.
2: <laughs> no. We're going to etch that in Plato. Like yeah. it's not
1: <laughs> Yeah.
2: You know what and, I mean? It's I can't even take it seriously anymore and at this point. Um
0: Here's another thing to take into consideration. We talked about it last week, right? Um, You know, the Regal theaters here in in this country, uh, maybe not, you know, the closing down, which they did decide they are going to do that, right? And they have closed them down for now. What if they say, hey, you know what? It's not, I don't care how big Wonder Woman's going to be. It's really not worth it for us to open up our theaters. Very fair. At any point this year, just for one film so what so then we yeah. have to shut them down again like after like a couple of weeks like maybe maybe their hand gets forced by the theaters themselves maybe if you know if the regal theaters aren't open anywhere because they decide they're just going to take this entire year off they may not have a choice then at that
2: that's point a, that's a damn good point that's a damn good
0: point. i'm not saying that's going to happen but they haven't put a. they have they didn't actually specify how long they're going to keep their theaters closed yeah And knowing that Wonder Woman 84 for now is on the books for December 25th, they could have very easily have announced, we're closing our theaters, we will be reopening like, you know, whatever, December 22nd, right? Yeah. In time for Wonder Woman 84. They didn't do that. And maybe part of that is because of the (laughs) fact that maybe they don't even believe that Wonder Woman 84 is really coming out on Christmas Day. Nah,
2: No. I don't think any. I don't think anyone. I don't. I think at this point, I don't think anybody believes that Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be out in December. And yeah. I'd I'd be willing to put money on that it's not coming out in December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's, look. I get Christopher Nolan pushed hard to get Ten out, but like, look at what that's doing. It's like doing nothing yeah the peanuts
0: it ultimately peanuts. i i think yeah. that wound up being a mistake but look someone had to take the chance i guess um mm-hmm. and you know might as well be christopher nolan he's he's been a big advocate for you know he's a very very much like a traditionalist when it comes to stuff like that you know yeah. like the theater experience and like he never wanted to do like 3d and all that stuff so okay that's fine someone had to take the shot just to kind of take the temperature of the water yeah where we are right now and and what the potential is and what and i mean it's probably a good thing that not so much for the studio but it's a good thing that someone did do it because now i think that's why you're seeing a lot of people getting out of dodge because Mm -hmm. they saw what tenant did and it's no fault of tenants i mean it just you know when you have sixty two percent of your markets opened and you know your two major markets New York and Los Angeles not open and then even within the the markets that are you have limited capacity right and Mm -hmm. and a lot of other issues that maybe prohibit people from going and uh, yeah I mean it's just there was just so much working against any movie uh coming out theatrical only this year that you know that's what happens i mean you get i think it's probably a miracle that tenant made as much as it did you know right. considering um you know and it's it's gonna you know take a loss or whatever but um you know i, I don't think you take that chance though with wonder
2: woman that's no. the thing no you can't no.
0: you know it's, it's also the, hard it's to say. Her, her
2: second outing it's a it's a big deal yeah. for this universe yeah you can't yeah. risk that
0: and with with Wonder Woman being a much bigger event film than Tenet. You know, I think that the the idea of, like, a Christopher Nolan film is a bigger deal to, like, people like us than to, like, mainstream moviegoers as far as, like, an event film. I think that there are a lot of people that like Christopher Nolan films, but like they're not right. automatically that whole, like, oh my God, I have to go rush to the theater to see that. Whereas Wonder Woman is an mm-hmm. event film, right? It's a pop culture film. And it's something mm-hmm. that I think that we haven't seen something like that released in theaters yet in this climate. Uh, so I, I'm not sure, um, while Tenet certainly would have made a lot more money in a normal time, it's hard to gauge where like a movie like Wonder Woman would be right now. But it's, again, it's silly to even think about it because your two biggest markets aren't available. And, right. uh, and who knows when they will be available? You know, it's not like New York and LA are even talking about opening theaters. <laughs> you know, it's like you're not even hearing whispers. Out. It's like the one thing that's still here, even in like New York, hasn't, hasn't opened yet, that was supposed to.
2: Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah, and the Broadway
0: um, thing too, I think, throws a wrinkle because I think that not sure. that they're necessarily directly connected. I mean Broadway's a very different creature because you know, we've mentioned before, like those theaters are small. You know, they may not seem like it, but they really are, and they're old and their offices are small and their backstage areas are small and, and theaters yeah. are, are live. So you have entire uh, you know, casts and crews that are cramped into small spaces and you know, they're doing two shows a day on like three days a week. And in addition right. to doing their, you know, the other shows, the rest of the week, um, the, the potential for disaster there I think is far greater than, you know, a movie it's, you're just worrying about managing the audience and the the limited staff. But I mean, let's be honest, like theaters don't fully staff their, <laughs> their theaters anyway i mean how many times have you waited online on a concession line because Uh there's one person working even though there's six registers available Uh you know or you know they have one person doing tickets even though there's like you know three or four uh, aisles for that so i mean it's not like there so you can manage that stuff whereas you can't really manage this that the same way in a in a broadway theater because all the other elements that are there but I mean I do think June is interesting. When I saw that they made it June, I was like, "Oh, they're just waiting. They're waiting for after. They're waiting for the vaccine. They're waiting for yeah. the warmer weather again. Yeah. They're just taking a pass they, on winter."
1: That's a really good point because, you know, if your main star like gets tested, let's say positive, right? Cuz they're going to give everyone a test
2: sure. before,
1: let's say, every single show and if your main character tests positive like what do you do okay you have an understudy but they still haven't i I think they're just trying to figure out like what are the backup plans you know yeah and usually the draw of people going to broadway is to see you know the the star ethan hawk playing hamlet you know um That's going to be tricky. It's it's not the same as just projecting something on a screen and just worrying about where people are are seated and then cleaning afterwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in movies, you know, like, you know, what happened with the Batman, right? We as uh, Robert Pattinson or whoever it was that we assume it's Robert Pattinson, right, that tested positive. So they shut the production down. Okay that that has an effect, but from the studio perspective, but like if you have to shut down a like a Broadway production in midstream, like you're now you're refunding ticket money, you know you're there's mm-hmm. just a whole <laughs> lot of issues there that go to that. So it is a very different thing, but I, I do think that like I said, there's a connection in the sense of like I think what everybody is waiting for at this point. I think the reason why so many of these movies are not only being pushed, To 2022, but even the movies that are moving into 2021 are moving, like, deeper into 2021. That's why I looked at that schedule, January, February, March. Like, not that that's normally a busy time for movies, but in the last Mm -hmm. few years, it has been. They've been busier. Not January so much, but, like, we've seen big movies come out in February. We've seen big movies start to come out in March and April.
2: Actually, February, March, April are, like, pretty hot. Now they are. Yeah. So...
0: And I think that it's there's a reason why, and I think the reason why you're trying to avoid all of that is you're buying yourself as much time as possible, right? Because everyone's saying, oh, the vaccine, there'll be a vaccine by April, May, maybe, so, like, widely available. So I think that they're just figuring, look, we've—forget we've, we've forget it. Like, this year, gone. Like, the hell with this year. This year is just a giant loss. Write it off, and but let's try to maximize, like, next year as best as possible yeah. because there's still going to be some potential for disaster, you know, early next year. And why, yeah. why not worry about avoiding that if you can? Um, and maybe Except that's black Adam. <laughs> well, black Adam is, we don't know what that that's is
2: crazy. Well, yeah, that's just a big old question mark right now. And um, I think it has a lot to do with the uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson's schedule. Probably the dude is so busy and yeah. he's probably like i can't make that work <laughs> well
0: it's also maybe they have
2: 15 other movies i need to shoot
0: <laughs> yeah they're also probably trying to figure out now that they've had to sh- make you know also let's not forget that some of these movies will some of them will be not the batman so much but the flash and Shazam and black adam they're all seemingly part of like the same universe right, right. in a sense so You know, maybe they're waiting on, you know, trying to figure out where to best slot this film. Yeah. You know, that could also be part of it.
2: Um, Mm. it, You know, they were talking about new cast members last week. Sure. Two weeks ago. Yeah. So it's still a thing. I mean, we've waited 10 years for this movie anyway, so.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just uh, don't hold your breath. Seriously. Seriously. Don't hold
2: your breath on anything. Uh, all right. Well,
0: you know, the other problem. We, uh, sorry, just uh, because I'm just looking at it again. The other problem with Black Adam is, you know, it's supposed to come out December of next year. But now, you know, you look at 2022, like you got March, you got June yeah. and you have November of 20. Well, that's 2023. So I guess they could move it to. I don't know. I know. This I mean, awesome. they could move it towards the this end of 2022. Is- but then again, like you said, I don't you know, how does that fit? I don't know. It, Whatever. just let me know when the damn things really are coming out at this point. And-
2: <laughs> I, I mean, like, like, great for us. We've got lots to talk about when it comes to, you know, slates shifting more forward into the future. But damn, I don't I mean, no one else is really keeping track of this. So it doesn't matter. They're like, Oh, yeah, I heard there's this movie coming out. And it's like right now, it's all rumors for them. You know, yeah, doesn't I really mean, matter it's a thing.
0: The other, uh I guess, major film that was set to st- still come out <laughs> as of last week in theaters for this year uh, is no longer doing that. Disney, uh, Pixar announced that Soul uh, is now mm-hmm. going straight to Disney Plus on Christmas Day. There's that date.
2: They are so funny, man. Oh, you know, Mulan's like a one-time thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're not going to do it for any other features sure there you go pixar latest pixar Mm. film which means bank like bank at the theater is going to disney plus come on
1: yeah and it's gonna be free i mean meaning it's it's gonna come with your subscription they're not gonna charge for
2: it everyone who's been holding out on getting a disney plus subscription is gonna have to pay for that because they're gonna want to see the latest pixar film and it's
1: on christmas like what a perfect You know, I mean, technically they didn't lie because they're not following what they did with Mulan, which was (laughs) charged. So technically, they didn't lie. But but um, those
2: families—they make bank. Yeah, they were—if they would have charged for that, they would have made some money.
1: Well, but listen,
0: Disney—Disney has made enough money to where they could give their fans a nice little Christmas gift and drop this movie on Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Like as a. Was that?
2: It wasn't Artemis Fowl. That horrible. I didn't even watch it. I mean, no. I watched it. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. I no. mean, they, you know, <laughs> it's a
0: nice little thing. You know, you'll be able to get a, there. It'll be available Christmas morning, you know, for the gazillion people that have Disney Plus, um, you know, without charging extra. Again, it's Disney. They they certainly don't need the money. They They can, you know, they can do these types of things um mm-hmm. and yeah and i'm sure that they also like you said are well aware of when a lot of subscriptions are set to end so mm-hmm. you know you got that too but yeah so that's that's another one so that's the other so now wonder woman is literally the only movie left standing uh that still has a yeah. like big movie that still not. has a release date set for this year so we'll see yeah yeah, um, there's a few different places we could go here. Um, I mean, I guess sticking with DC, uh, they announced that uh, there's going to be a new animated series picked up at HBO Max Cartoon Network, Bat Wheels. Uh-huh. A clearly a a kids-driven, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, show it's where... Cute. the it's cute. Yeah, the vehicles are going to fight crime alongside... The heroes, um, cool. you know, that's fine. Why I not? Night rider
2: when I was a kid. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Ooh. It's synergy. You know, it makes sense. Why wouldn't you use these this forum to kind of build off of your brands? Um, yeah, get
2: those kids locked in.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's something they should be doing, and and it gives different feel, different vibe. I mean, why limit yourself? You know, why not? Of uh, course. Yeah, why not try to reach all of your? You know, it's actually a really cool way to reach a young audience without having to involve too much like too many of your heroes
2: right like yeah. rather than do like i mean
0: kitty batman show
2: like yeah like marvel marvel does that they've got like um i forgot what what the show was called but it's it's literally like kitty versions of not, not that they're kitty. i mean they're still like the the heroes they just do kitty type stuff and there's always like a little message that comes at the end of it like teamwork yeah like the stuff you know, we grew know don't up. get angry like the hulk and like my daughter eats that shit up <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know she's like the hulk gets mad i'm not gonna get mad i'm like good what other Aww. yeah so that's it's all good i mean yeah it, it, look all of these shows are great entry points for new fan a new fan base
0: sure and so, it's also a great way to up. sell merchandise
2: Sure. Uh, yeah,
0: because you're Ain't gonna have truth. all these different vehicles now that are all gonna be cool again, yeah. right? For these this generation yeah. of kids, and they're gonna come in different forms. You're gonna have electric versions. You're gonna have diecast versions. You're gonna have plush versions. Mm. You know, all the good gonna... stuff. Ab- absolutely, games, your video Lego games pieces. for kids. Yeah, Lego. Forget it. I mean, this is like a a marketing bonanza for yeah. them. It's um, like
1: the new, like, Hot Wheels meets, like, Transformers.
0: Yeah, meets cars, yeah. you know?
2: It's like,
1: it's like I mean, cars, just, yeah. like
2: every brand has done this. Sure. You know, Star Wars does it with their. I forget the thing of Heroes. I forget the name of it, but, like, yeah, my daughter, like, lapped all that shit up, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so funny. We'll be in the car. And she'll hear, like, the Star Wars theme. She's like, Daddy, that's Star Wars. I'm like, that's great. You want to watch it when we go home? She's like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Wait, <Aww>. what? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, like, uh. She's
1: like, I just want to tell you I know what yeah, it is. <laughs> I know what it
2: is. I know how to avoid it. I
0: Thanks. know how it is. I know Daddy loves it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. Oh, uh,
0: boy. Well, there is another, Aaron.
2: <laughs> yes, there is another. Yes. And he is he definitely he is definitely way more and it's so interesting how that works actually having the boy girl and just watching them gravitate to certain things not saying that my daughter i mean my son might be a little too young but my daughter definitely was interested in like my lightsaber collection and stuff like that sure. but my son automatically just gravitated towards it like I like I bought the stuff from my daughter and was like here you go try that you know try that little lightsaber thing. <laughs> Swing it around, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, how you and like after a while, it was she's done with that and she's she's forced and now it's all about makeup and like this horrible Nickelodeon character called JoJo, like gouging my eyes. I don't even know what the heck is going on.
1: Oh, um, uh, the one on YouTube.
2: Yeah, like That's she, jo- I, yeah, she's like a like a like a teeny bop singer.
1: Yes, I know
2: dance moms or i don't know i'm doing my research to see if she's really a good influence for my four-year-old um jojo
1: sawa something like that she's like a lot older too she just um she just makes herself look younger
2: like 18
1: yeah
2: something like that but she's annoying as hell and she's rich as hell she's so rich bananas rich um,
1: she's so rich. She was on, this is like totally off topic, but she was on an episode of keeping up with the Kardashians. Really? Would yeah. And pop- like, pop no, music? like she, she had her whole getup because Kim Kardashian's daughter really loves her. So obviously they got a, their own personal tour and meeting, but her merchandise room is insane. Like all In the her- merch, like, yes. yeah, Like every, like everything. Personal. Yes, like pencils, like markers, folders, toys, cars, everything. She's yeah. so rich.
2: You want to hear, yeah. hear how this little trick got into my household? She, my daughter in Target, right? She this girl has a whole line, girl, woman, I don't even know how old she is really, um, has a whole lineup in Target. My daughter sees a robe, like a sequins robe like mommy i'm gonna get one of those my my daughter my my wife is like that's cool you know you're gonna have a you have a little bathrobe which you wear like mommy does in the mornings and blah, blah, blah. and it has jojo on the back and so my daughter sees the pamphlet you know because it's like it's not just a, a tag with a price it's got like this whole lineup of swag and gear and whatever and then my daughter is like, This is my special book with Jojo on it and it's got all this stuff and she's like, I wanna see Jojo I'm like, How do you know she's on TV? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's uh and now like, I have to watch her music videos and I'm like, Oh, oh god. my god.
0: Jojo is seventeen I've... right now.
2: How 17. old is she? Seventeen. Seventeen? Yeah. Yeah, she's dangerous.
1: I think I think she's a good influence though, overall. I don't I don't think she's like
2: she's just I don't know. know.
1: I don't think she's like subliminally, you know. <laughs> well, let's just say <laughs> it's not one of those. It's not
0: one of those programs that, um, like, you're gonna be able to watch with your kids and and find the enjoyment in it. Like you could like a lot of the kids stuff where it's really like adult, and they, they, they disguise themselves as kids shows. Yeah. This is yeah, just yeah. like this is a kids show.
2: This but, is like a full blown yeah. But she has like. YouTube videos, yeah, where she's like, "Oh, look! Let's go look at my latest merch and look—it's a bath bomb. I'm gonna throw it in my pool. Oh my god! Look at this—it's got a little charm. Like, oh my god!" And my daughter's like, "Daddy, I want that. Daddy, I want to."
0: I mean, you're you're obviously not the target demographic, um, so you 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 probably should be reacting this way
2: signs leaving my pockets yeah. like well holy that's, shit. <laughs> oh God, that's a dollar bath bomb like you don't, and you're gonna get like something you can get for 50 cents yeah mission change. accomplished
0: i mean listen we all did that right i mean we all put our parents through that i mean we bought got them to spend money on worthless things and yeah but you know have we we were the generation that grew up on, uh, watch, seeing something on the commercial that looked awesome. And then when you got it in real life, you're like, Oh, this, yeah, it just doesn't work yeah. this yeah. little plastic. Oh, and wait, that whole background and that whole set is doesn't come with it. And it's like, how am I going to look, <laughs> how am I going to look cool on my dining room table? It doesn't look like the commercial, you know? Yeah. So yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Oh, 100%. You know, what's funny though. So t- you said about the commercials, my daughter has absolutely no, no idea where the commercial is. Can you believe that?
0: I can totally believe it. Actually,
1: I can believe that. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. So commercial, like an ad popped up. I forgot what we were watching, but it was obviously something I'm not paying for, right? Because I pay for no ads, and it popped okay. up, and she's like, "Daddy, what is this? What, Daddy, what is this?" <laughs> I'm like, it's called a commercial. She's like, "A commercial. What? I'm like, it's a- <laughs> <gasps> oh, 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 Daddy, I like that toy." I, can I get that? To, I'm like, um, no, <laughs> yeah, this, what's ever so bad? I'm gonna be deleting that app off of the I you, kidding. Me. <laughs> <Yeah. I couldn't, laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, what is that? What is that? I want to see it. Wait, wait, can we, can, can you rewind it? I'm like, no, we're not, <laughs> we're you know, not it's, it's funny
0: you say that because you know, we take for granted. I mean, you know, commercials were are prevalent, right, for us, right? They were oh, yeah. on all yeah. day, and and now you know, we've We try to find ways to avoid them, right, DVR and on demand and whatever, Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that. But, you know, like your daughter, she's not going to be used to watching commercials. But I think like you just kind of alluded to, when they do see one, though, it's actually probably going to be more effective because it's going to catch oh, yeah. them completely off guard and they're not desensitized to it like because they're not dealing with like 5 minutes of commercials and like to the point where you start to tune them out mm-hmm. so you could start targeting you know those oh, yeah. you know like in and, and really I think it in a way like it actually might make those things more effective uh going forward
2: yeah it, it it also scares me because the, it because they don't see because advertisers know that this method does not work as well as it used to. Yeah, what else mm. are they doing to get her attention? And it's like something in the store in the, like to trigger her to go for that that robe. Sure, like hit her you know what i'm saying and so i start thinking about stuff like that and i'm like i'm now at that phase where i'm literally watch, trying to watch everything that she, that could potentially influence her like the other day she came home this never happens by the way cuz we don't do like cereals but like my wife comes home and she's like oh um adia that's my daughter wanted honey nut cheerios i was like excuse me you wanted what <laughs> she's like saw the box saw the box and i look at the box I'm like, mm-hmm, here it comes because it's like it's now it's like a different, you know, the box is like before it was Honey Nut Cheerios. And like that little bumblebee was somewhere l- l- small, you know, he's like up on the right hand, top right hand. The whole box had that bumblebee's face on it. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, yeah. Here comes the sugary, the sugary crap into the house because that's like at her eye level in the store and all that good stuff. So. Oh,
1: man. Oh,
2: boy. Awesome. Anyways, we totally derailed this conversation. Yeah, well, I don't even remember where,
0: what we were talking about, but I think it's Aaron's <laughs> fault anyway. We
1: were, we, we, we were talking about Batwheels on right. an yes. HBO There
0: yes. you go. Wow. And, we, and that
1: got us. Well, and naturally, it got us into kids' territory. And, and got us to and Honey Nut Cheerios. Don't have kids.
0: Yeah, I totally. And see
1: Aaron, that Aaron, needs to scare us every week. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Give uh, you guys a dose of broke control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. So only, only in a time of COVID could a conversation that started out talking about bat wheels turn into honey nut Cheerios.
2: Honey nut Cheerios, just infinite.
1: never know what happens. Yeah, fanboy garage, and now, and now
0: we're <laughs> gonna have an even smoother transition. We're gonna talk about Glow. So, Glow yeah. uh, has canceled, unfortunately uh they were uh they had announced last year last September that the show was going to be renewed for a fourth and final season but then that uh, production of course got delayed due to covid and now netflix announced they're just not even going to bother doing a final season that's it the show's done um no sense i guess in in you know pushing everything off If show that they were going to end anyway so that's it for glow glow was fun while it lasted uh the first two seasons were particularly strong the third season uh we were kind of talking about it before we started recording was was okay but you know it lost a little bit of that that magic that it had especially in that first season um that
2: first season was like top notch yeah i I i gobbled up glow um Both the first and second seasons Like I said We were talking about The third season I think I made it like Two or three episodes in And I was like Nah This doesn't have that snap Doesn't have that pop That the other uh, The other The other seasons did So I stopped watching
0: Yeah So they are I see um, There was something online As a movement To try to get Fans to um, To get together To push for a reunion Like movie maybe To kind of tie everything up Um Sure. I guess that's fine. Why not? So that's uh, that. So fans of Glow, uh, as we talk about our ah. streaming shows and whatnot, um, that's that. And also the yep. other, uh, I guess, big news that came out this week was that um, Benedict Cumberbatch will be playing Doctor Strange in Spider Man Three.
2: Yeah. So that a lot. So can we, can we, can we, yeah, let's get into this for a second yeah. because I see people losing their minds on Twitter. Uh, mm. in, in a not so good way, uh, because the way the Hollywood reporter positioned it was like, he gets another mentor, right? Yes. And everyone's like, yep. well, geez, how many mentors does Spider Man actually need? <laughs> Correct. And I get that. Right. I do. Yep. But, like, he's a young person still. So anyone that's an adult <laughs> is going to be a mentor. Right. Like to some degree, anyone that that he views as a as a hero and and someone he wants to emulate is going to be. I mean, I have I'm, you know, I'm going to be 39 years old. I have a mentor, (laughs) but I guess, you know, and I get like I said, I get the point, too, because it's a Spider-Man movie. And I think folks of this MCU version were like he was relying too much on Iron Man and then. He relied so much on Quentin Beck in Far From Home, and now you've got Benedict Cumberbatch. But I think the opportunity here with Doctor Strange, obviously, is that they're going to open things up with the multiverse. Sure,
0: and it makes sense. And and you know, know, let's before we start, people start writing this movie in their heads. (laughs) Um. You know, when they say "oh, mentor," what exactly does that mean in in this sense? You know, like is it like a mentor role, like in what Tony Stark was in the beginning, or is it just like, like the multiverse is going to open and he has to help guide him through it because, yeah, you know, he's Doctor Strange. I mean, who else is going to do that? Plus, it it's ties dying. into it ties into his movie. You know, it ties right. into and Doctor ties Strange in the, and the with, multiverse with of madness. Yeah, yeah, you got to have All an explanation that we about last for week this. Yep. So uh, let's let's let it play out first <laughs> before, you know, before yeah. we start to go like, oh, you know, because they, they, he was he was coming into his own in Far From Home. Right. Where he he was starting to be, you know, come more of like the Tony Stark type, you know, where where yep. you said, OK, now maybe Peter Parker will become kind of like the Tony Stark esque character going forward. Right. And maybe he'll start to met. But. I mean, there's still going to be situations where he's going to be in over his head, and, and certainly sure. multiverses would be one of those. Um, so I sure. do think it makes sense. And, you know, we also don't know exactly, I mean, for now, exactly how big the role is going to be, right? I mean, he is, look, for all people talk about um, Tony Stark and home. I mean, Tony Stark does not have a huge role in Homecoming, right? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets overblown. Because I think people start to connect like Civil War and Homecoming together. And um, it's not like he's like they're like a team, despite what the poster makes it look like. Um, right. You know, like throughout the whole movie. And so I, right. I mean, right. I think that that whole thing gets a little. I mean, yes, Tony Stark does way heavy on that character and clearly is a mentor and a role model and all of that for him. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh but I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen with Doctor Strange here, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone is going to replace Tony Stark, you know, in Peter Parker's life.
0: No. Uh
1: you can't, you know. So I I don't think it's a replacement, but I I think it is part of his 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 myth, you know, his story that because he has this void, you know, he's going to go through his life looking just like people do, you know, yeah, looking yeah, for, yeah. for for father figures, you know. Um and and not really consciously look for them, but they do turn up because in life you are going to attract yourself with people that are going to help guide you you know and these are your 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 magical guides for whatever you need and with superheroes you know they are doing things that are above and beyond and doing these great acts they are going to have these um this sounds really meta i don't know but they are going to have these figures come into their life to to shape their personas and and shape their futures and his story is one of those, I think, seeing in all of the different films um, and in how, you know, they're, they're writing his story moving forward. Like, he he does need to fill that void somehow, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So whether whether Dr. Strange comes in and does that, uh, I agree with you guys. It's probably going to be more to open up that multiverse. Yeah. yeah. And that's and and also... The and you made a really good point on that last week Chris that really excited i think all of us
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think the point here too is um he you know maybe maybe the idea of uncle ben has been under undersold like cuz he's supposed to be that person for sure. for peter parker um i don't mind the switch with tony stark and i do to your point Vanessa, i agree that when you are young and you, you lose a father figure that you will consistently seek somebody to fill that role right so you can pull things and get that kind of guidance and i think that is a part of peter parker that is i think it's inherently true to who he is as a character we've seen it in the comic books we've seen it in other forms of of um of the cinematic versions of spider-man i mean that's the whole that's why spider-man 2 is so great raimi spider-man 2 is because he finds something in in uh in dr octavius and and he's the one that kind of ends up pulling him back right like mm-hmm. to to yeah so i mean there's stuff like that and you know in the comics you look at his relationship with dr connor's and the lizard and, and other people. So it's this is just what it is. Sure. And so I think people need and to sit down.
0: And let's also not forget, like Peter Parker is a science geek, and well, right. I mean Doctor Strange, like that's cool shit. Like if you're, you know what I mean. In his <laughs> like from his perspective, like really, like why wouldn't you want to be fascinated by that? But you know the other thing but, is too. Let's take it out of the fantasy world for a second and bring it into the real world. Doctor Strange made like 650 million or 670 million something like that worldwide and Doctor Strange is clearly going to play a very big role in this next phase of Marvel right with it being very cosmic and very multiverse based. Right. Spider-Man Homecoming made 880 million dollars worldwide. Spider-Man Far From Home made 1.13 billion worldwide. So Doctor yeah. Strange, you know, could actually use the
2: rub here. A little bump, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, so yeah, why? maybe we point. need to think of it in the opposite terms. Like, you, we're thinking of yep. it like, oh, mentor, character, whatever. But, you know, Doctor Strange, I think, you know, he got a boost from Infinity War um, and that helps. But now I think, you know, he needs a, that character needs a little bit of a boost, especially if he is going to play a, a bigger role going forward. So why not use Spider-Man for that? Yep. You know, it's probably one He's of the most right. mainstream characters that the MCU has at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah. It also and with, makes, with, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say with uh Electro coming in, like he's going to need Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, it, it, makes, like, it makes it also makes wonder yeah, about the importance so the reason why they moved WandaVision forward yeah. is the importance of that like her ripping holes in realities. Yeah, mm-hmm. is me, that that is making me really, really interested and fascinated about like the impact that this particular show is going to have on the rest of the of the you know the Marvel well, universe.
0: They said it was going to tie in very closely with Doctor yeah, Strange to, and Multiverse of Doctor Madness,
2: Strange, right?
0: But it, and right. obviously now it's probably going to tie into Spider Man and, and everything else too that's going. Maybe so, a
2: whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah,
0: it's probably the beginning of all the do fun. you
2: think no I, I wonder so so i was i was thinking about black widow right because black widow is supposed to be like a one and done thing what if they undo oh. something no in no no you don't think no so?
0: I, well I, could they short would i be a fan no i'm saying no in the sense of like, like, like i they hope they, they don't back like, no don't go there See, that I think would be <laughs> that would be one of those times where I would actually probably agree with like fandom losing their their stuff, because that ties right into like a lot of things that like criticism that people have with like Marvel and stuff. Right. It's like,
2: it's they, not like it doesn't happen in the books, though, right? No, I mean, it does, of
0: course. But like I, I would rather Black Widow the legacy of black widow, the movie to be that maybe it sets up some characters that may play a role going sure. forward, but not, it's not Scarlett Johansson's black widow that we see. Right. Like I would hope it introduces us to like maybe a new black widow or, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah, I mean, something like that. Yeah. I, I would hate to have the whole like undo the death thing. That would be kind of cheap. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like it either. I think, let that, I I think they're stepping into a new build, you know, like that chapter has closed. Let's build new structures, new foundations for the next, who knows, 10 years, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. If I mean, Black Widow made 10 a billion years before we see the next, the next million years. <laughs> sure,
1: it might be ten years. Yeah, if So Bla- they can write this whole time, <laughs>
0: yeah. If Black Black Widow manages to make like a billion dollars, could they rethink things mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, you know what? Let's we could figure out a way to include her." Sure, I guess they could do that, but I right. I, I would hope that they don't. I would hope that they have this fairly mapped out. Yeah, I'm you know, sure they to, do. yeah, and to they where they want to go with this it. Is that, with
2: what they're, Yeah. Doing with their time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. They're all sitting there like, how can we tighten this all up? Yep. Here's what's going to happen here. Sure. And I'm sure DC's doing the same thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now now is the best time.
2: Sure.
0: Speaking of DC, uh, HBO Max Green Lantern series. um, Sure. It's going to be a 10 episode series written by Seth Graham Smith. Uh,. It's going to feature Guy Gardner, Alan Scott, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz. So, um... No Hal Jordan. No Hal Jordan, no. And, uh, but that's okay, because maybe that, you know, no Jon Stewart, but, you know, that those characters, maybe they're saving them for other things, which is very possible. Um, cool. I mean, I've always, look, I'm, I'm, I love the Green Lantern concept, the stories, um... I, I've always felt that Green Lantern could have made like a Star Wars-esque trilogy um, and still think it can. And so I, I think that there's a lot to get into. There's a lot of meat there. Even like a Green Lantern, the animated series, a very underrated show, mm-hmm. a show that unfortunately not a lot of people watched because it got canceled. Yeah, um, it. But it was, a you know, there's a good show. There's a couple really good Green Lantern animated films, First Flight and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff oh, sure. like that. that's a good one too. Yep. That's a great so one, actually. There, it really is, and and there's a lot of really great things you could do. There's, there's just a deep roster of characters there, um, a lot of stories to tell. I they said Sinestro and you know people like that are going to be involved. So yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I I do think that's yeah awesome. yeah
2: that's that's a, that's an interesting. <clears throat> I'm glad that they're doing it. I know um was it Mark Guggenheim and um what's his name? Greg Berlanti. Yeah, they're involved. It makes me wonder because at the end of, uh, I know this may not have absolutely nothing to do with it, but at the end of, I think it was um, the Arrow series. Um, they teased it, but I don't think it has anything to do with what's what's happening here. I'd be surprised if it does, though.
0: No, I mean you yeah. never know. I think anything's on the table now. Especially yeah. DC, I mean, DC kind of beat um, Marvel to the punch with the multiverse concept, you know, I mean, they it started out as something they were doing with the TV shows on the CW and now it's trickled into like all aspects of DC because they've connected all of it into one giant multiverse, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So I think once you start doing that, I mean, you know, once you tell me that Michael Keaton's going to be back playing Bruce Wayne and Batman... um. Yeah, I'm. Uh, anything could happen. I'm not going to say no. There's no way that that couldn't happen. So, um, yeah, there's
2: just know. so much flexibility there. Yeah, right. And bring back characters that that sure. are beloved. You know, yeah, it's, that's exciting.
0: It's the best way to do it, and I'm glad Marvel's doing it too because it's a way where you could yeah. bring back characters that are beloved. You can make movies that came out years ago somewhat. I don't want to say relevant, that's not accurate, but like you could almost freshen them up like because it it makes them it makes people Mm. feel like they're not like exclusive. Right. They're not disconnected. Like, you know, I mean, like Mm -hmm. they they take on like a modern relevance, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, And you could also use it as a way to bring back characters that might have been well-received characters in maybe a movie that wasn't as well-received right Mm -hmm. or or Mm. maybe if you had really good ideas for that particular version of the character that you never got to see come to fruition because they never got to that next film or whatever the case may be so like there's a lot of cool things that you could do with it um on on top of just playing fan service right which is the basic this easiest thing that you can do with the whole thing right um
1: yeah try out ideas and
0: so uh one of the other things, I guess the last thing that we can talk about is the fact that the boys is over for Oof. season two, anyway. Oof. yeah uh thankfully not What, over a, for what a
1: finale that
0: was quite a finale
2: What a season
0: yeah
1: what a season yeah. I, yeah
0: I had mentioned that I wondered whether um because they had done so much like they this season was in, had, had so much build to it. Yeah. that mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way that they could possibly tie all of this up in one episode unless they just go all, all out with it. And they, they pretty much did that.
1: Yeah. I know. We were, we were saying last week, how are they going to tie everything together? It seems like there were so many different streams of, like, individual storylines, but I think they did, uh, and no spoilers, but I think I think they did a really great job tying everything together and revealing that, like, twist at the end.
0: Yeah. Yep. Which sets yeah, up that, next season. Which involved.
2: sets
1: us up for next season, exactly. And yeah. so. it,
2: it, it, uh, the acting, like I t- like right away after I was done with the episode, I was like, "Carl Urban, you need an Emmy, sir." Like,
1: yeah,
2: he's so good. Um, but uh, I forgot the guy's name, man. I forgot the guy who plays Homelander. What's that guy's name? Anyways, hey. I hate him so much, but he's so good. He's he so
1: good.
2: Really good. Yeah, he needs one, too. Give him an Emmy.
1: Anthony, yeah, like so, he just makes you, like, hate him. <clears throat> so, Anthony, Anthony
0: Starr is the guy. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Anthony Starr, he just makes you hate him. Um. Uh, what What's uh the um butcher's wife?
2: Yep.
1: She looks like Meghan Markle. Does she not?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah she does. Yeah. yeah, she does. Is it the nose? Kind of looks like the nose.
1: It's no, I think it's like I think it's like the lips. Yeah, I don't know, but every every scene, I was like, "That's Meghan Markle." I I feel bad, but I couldn't get that out of my head. <laughs> totally yeah. in a sec.
2: That was such so an episode. It was so good, and it was a great way to um,
0: take one of the elements of the book that they didn't carry into the series initially, and kind of. Um, back to that like back to where it was in the book sort of like they took a different path oh, op- interesting. took okay. a different path but ultimately kind of got back to where that storyline you know, should be book is.
2: Yeah. kind yeah. of
0: you know and and uh so i thought That's- that was really cool because now as for me as someone who knew knows the books like I got to watch it like fresh and not know exactly what was going to happen, where they were coming from. And even though it, it ultimately winds up kind of in the same place, like they did it so differently. Um, and it, it actually, the way they did it on the show, I thought had much more impact, like emotional impact. Um, gotcha. Yeah. And I think and I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sure he's done
2: some of the stuff I've seen before. Um, and yes, Yes, I know what you. I it, I do I think we're on yeah. the same wave. The, like, the idea the idea I,
0: I behind it is that it rather than it just being sort of a something to move the plot forward, it became like a real like it had It's a, an anchor. Yeah, it had a right. It had a very had emotional weight to it. And yeah, I think yeah, that I
2: know. that's, we're on that's the same cool. Yeah. So Without spoiling, we're all speaking in code, love. It. I know,
1: I know. That girl fight was awesome.
2: <laughs> Yo, girls get it done.
1: Yeah, so, that's not that's not really spoiling anything, but that girl fight, girls get it. I
2: literally, I literally said that before before they dropped it. I was like, i was like, oh, this is the girls get it done moment, <laughs> <laughs> and it totally was. It was awesome. It was yeah. so so yeah. good. And you know what? And then I watched uh, some behind the scenes stuff. Like it was like just um, some interviews with the cast, and I didn't realize how small and skinny all of them are. Like Aww. the fact that um, what's his name? Oh my Hughie. god! The the guy, that, yeah, the guy that plays Huey, yeah, that guy. Why well, his knees? The he actor,
1: totally, the thing?
2: Jack yeah. Quaid. Jack Quaid is bigger than the than the guy, like like literally body wise, is bigger than the guy that plays Homelander.
0: Yeah, well, the guy that plays Homelander, because um Star, when when I we were looking, he's like five eleven,
2: which he looks so big in that muscle yeah. suit that they put on his body mm. makes him. Looks huge. Yeah. I
1: saw a picture of him wearing heels. I don't know if that was like a joke, but like they, they, um, someone tweeted, I think one of the cast members tweeted something like to to make Anthony like the same height as us, and he had these like thigh high, blue, sparkly heels. So funny. Probably in one of their scenes. I don't know if if the wardrobe department just thought it was like really funny putting that.
2: No, it's 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 probably from uh, from that scene where um, where he where he's he's morphing into um, that guy. I forgot why 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 are all the names? It's because it's like it's ten okay. o'clock. <laughs> it's ten o'clock on a Sunday, and I'm fried. <laughs> uh, but where he's maybe it's that scene in I think it was maybe episode three where he, or two where he's morphing into Homelander and he's wearing like a negligee maybe
1: not oh know. oh yes 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 but no he was he was sitting in his uniform outside in like a director's chair <laughs> and he just has like these thigh high blue sparkly like like the ones in kinky boots but blue to to match his um su- his superhero suit and he has he's like sticking one leg up in the sky you know yeah. Um and I think the caption was like something of the matter of like this is to make him the same height as us like that was the the gist that you got and I was like oh that's really funny because he does look like he would be like six three like he looks like, huge taller yeah. than all of them um that's I, movie magic
2: you no know, and you know the thing is so I was watching it and he's like in a t shirt his arms are like skinny boy arms like there is no muscle on those things whatsoever Jack Quaid is like got a little you know a little like you know you lift bro kind of thing <laughs> going on and then and then and then i see the actor that plays atrian and i'm like dude you you too with your little toothpick arms like I, Jack Way can
0: snap your arms i always enjoy when aaron gets into his analysis of besides hating muscle suits when he gets into this like starts analyzing the the bicep oh, that's funny. makeup and everything of these it's very big yeah thing for
2: him. Uh, yeah what?
1: so <laughs> no go ahead go ahead and then chris i want to ask you a question since you've read the actual book and i haven't i'm going to start to read them online but yep.
2: oh and uh, just a quick plug here so my boy phil right, right who runs the special effects um collectibles auction site on facebook had the first six copies of the boys Oh, in in, in near mint condition he was he was auctioning them at like a buck 25
1: nice
2: so if you guys are interested in grabbing stuff like that he also has you know some golden age silver age comics um make sure to check him out He, he he does his auctions on friday nights um thinking about potentially doing two a week, but up in the air, but def- definitely on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, look them up on Facebook and check it out and you'll get your get your latest goodies and comics and stuff like that. But anyways.
1: Nice,
2: nice. Yeah. Did awesome. I ask a question? I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to ask, what is the deal with Fresca?
2: Because <laughs> uh... I, I
1: don't understand it, but I understand I, I don't understand
2: it. I feel like that was a show thing.
0: I don't know if that it's, was actually... That's a, thing, but... Yeah, that's a show thing. Oh, that's a show thing?
1: Okay, yeah. okay. Well, like, what do you guys think I, of this? I mean, it's got to be an
0: inside joke, I'm assuming, um, to what I don't know, but... Um, you know, I'm not... Uh, I'm not sure if it's tied into... I mean, clearly... Uh, there's a Scientology thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know, uh, know right. what that has to do, exactly. but uh, it could just be a, a product placement thing. Um,
2: I don't yeah, know. That's true. You yeah, see it like every episode now. Hmm. So,
1: okay. It's, yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I,
2: I, love, was, I love the Edgar's Edgar's reaction to the Fresco Fresco comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the, the show. That show is so good. Man, it's so good. So it's, it's well written, well acted, well directed. Fight fight scenes were were dope. It's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I,
1: that, that's that's what I liked about this last episode is we saw a lot of like superhero action, which we hadn't really seen. You know, we saw like a little bit here and there, like Homelander being did stupid ass that he is, you know, but I think there was a lot of action in this episode, which I I really enjoyed. And I I hope they do more of that. I like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they're on to season three, which, you know, it's amazing that a show like the boys, which I hear more and more people talking about it. uh, It it shows you how streaming has really changed. I think viewing habits and the way people watch things. Um, Because a show like this, like, years ago would probably never have been a thing but certainly would not have been a mainstream thing and now like you know you have people that have never read a comic book don't even know it was a, a comic book um you know i've never heard of garth dennis never heard of you know even preacher which also was a tv show like they've never heard of it. Of like they're all just like loving the boys like it's like a whole new mm. world for them and that's amazing and it's awesome um, you know, and it's, um, it, you know, it shows you why it's so important that these streaming services thrive because this is the type of content that we could be getting instead of watered down versions of things, you know, that, that things that we used to get. I mean, I, I love when people complain and look we've all done it, right. We all nitpick and, you know, complain about certain things, whatever, when it comes to this stuff. But like, I mean, look, I, I, you know, we grew up in a time when like we used to cringe at the thought of, like, making a comic book movie, right? Or a comic book TV right. show. I mean, we had, you know, going back to, like, the 70s, I mean, yeah, The Hulk was a good show, and, you know, Wonder Woman was a good show, but, like, you also had, like, the those Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man show, you know? And you had, like, that Doctor Strange TV movie, and, you know, I mean, we lived through, like, you know, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher and those terrible Captain America movies, and, um, you know, there it was just... You know, now we're in a time where like you can get really cool stuff like this. That's that's, I mean, faithful at least in tone to the Mm books, but like it's crossing over to major. I mean, the Mandalorian kind of was the same thing. Like you had people who were not even like would consider themselves like Star Wars fans necessarily, that are loving it just as a great television show.
2: Right.
1: yeah it's yeah. an exciting year for streaming i mean look at all this new i think hbo max is doing it right they are picking up a lot of content a lot of good content they're getting people excited about these like new shows that are coming if you just look at the list of everything that's coming in 2021 and everything that's been ordered you know with a to be announced date streaming is gonna be really exciting yeah. next year and who knows if we're even gonna get these pushed movies in the beginning of the year we might not so yeah it's it's a new it's it's a new, it's a wild wild west it's a new frontier
0: the awesome thing with hbo max is that obviously it's a lot of the hbo original shows are integrated into that in hbo i mean they were doing this type of stuff you know years ago because it was a different medium um but mm-hmm. again it was a niche thing in many cases. I mean there were shows that certainly did cross over <clears> the <throat> Sopranos and Game of Thrones, obviously, into the mainstream and had high viewership. But um you know, but they were they were always kind of producing like quality, so now that gets integrated into HBO Max and it's broader now. Um so yeah, hopefully um uh, hopefully next year is gonna be good. <laughs> uh with a lot of movies and theaters <laughs> and a lot of great stuff streaming and um and maybe even some shows coming back I and mean, we were talking before we started that, uh, you know, banana just finished Mayans and now we're all just kind of mm-hmm. waiting on the third season, which is like up in the air. We're supposed to come out, I think last week. Uh, and now no one's sure like when it's coming out. So like, we're, we're just kind of in this pattern now where it's just like, nobody knows. Uh, and it seems yeah. like the only things coming out are streaming things and great. I mean, some of it's really yeah. good. So
1: there's there's so much to watch though so I guess while you're waiting we just started Fargo, while while we're waiting for Mayan's announcement and other things, uh, we also watched American Pie Girls Rules.
0: Okay, well we're not going to uh, okay. watch on purpose.
1: Yeah. you you could skip that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So no, wait, but you on. you consciously
0: said cake. like, wait, I'm this is the movie right now. Like you were like, we're going to watch <laughs> we, this.
1: We, it was my boyfriend's pick, but to be fair, there are four really cute girls, you know, because okay. it's the girl's version of American Pie oh, okay. and they're all, they're all trying to lose their virginity like by prom. Sure. Um. So it's know, literally so the girl's
0: version of American Pie.
1: Yeah, it was, it was quite raunchy. And I think like when I was younger, you know, the raunchy stuff was okay, but now I'm like older. I'm like oh my God, kids are watching this. Like they're going to get, they're going to like want to try and lose their virginity by prom. I'm like being this like old, like wagging finger mom. Mm. Um, So it made me feel really old, (laughs) but um, it was, you know, it was cute, but there is so much to watch. So you don't have to watch that, but uh, no, in fact, you
0: you could actually watch blockers, which is basically that movie, but better probably.
2: Yeah. Blockers.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
2: My God. The that's with John, me, that's by,
1: with John Cena. Yeah, yes, it's
2: that true. movie caught me so by surprise, so bad. Um, I, I like literally was crying and choking at the same time. <laughs> just like it, just like it was one of those moments where some something snuck up on me and I just like I put two and two together and I lost it. Yeah, in that movie, I had that
0: happen to me two times during that movie actually. Yeah. yeah, where it just kind of yeah. just caught me and I was almost embarrassed at myself for laughing as hard as I did. It's something that probably wasn't even that funny, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater because I was definitely like <laughs> on the couch, rolling around, gasping for <laughs> air, crying. Yeah. After. Um,
0: and one thing I will mention, because I, I watched it actually um, today, finally, after having it on my list forever. Uh, if for fans of animation and really good animation, I watched Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge today. Uh, so it's the first Warner Brothers animated movie based around Mortal Kombat since they they bought the franchise. And uh, it's awesome. It's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely awesome. It's great. It's a great story. Great animation. Great action. That.
2: What's
0: that? on HBO Max? No, no, no. This is something you have to... Right now, it's just on video on demand, but I'm sure it'll eventually oh. get to some type of streaming service. Um, it's theatrically good, as far as like the scope of it and the, the look of it. Um, so, yeah. Anyone who's into animation and like martial arts and fighting and, and just Mortal Kombat... I, I'm not the biggest Mortal Kombat fan in the world, but... Um, But this Mm. looked cool. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and it certainly didn't disappoint. So you can check that out.
2: Yeah. Especially after, like, years of, like, Street Fighter anime, which is pretty dope as well. Yeah. Very cool.
1: cool. Lots to watch. Yay.
0: Okay. So I guess I don't think we have anything else, right? I don't think so. No, I think we're good. All right, so I guess on that until note,
1: until next week.
0: Yeah, you can go to the dot com and check out our episodes, uh, check out our merch store where you can't buy a Jedi Training Academy T shirt, uh, but you can <laughs> buy Sith merchandise still for now. So check for that now. out. Yeah, and of course the social media is the Twitter, the Facebook, Instagram at the Fanboy Garage. Uh, my Twitter handle is realclmighty.
1: You guys can find me at banana underscore tfg,
2: and you can find me at aaron speaks. That is a underscore ron under whatever a. <laughs> a. Ron. <laughs> I just totally lost my train of thought. It's wow. aaron speaks. You can catch me on Twitter. It's, yeah, whatever. It's... Uh, thanks so much for listening to one sixteen. I'm just I'm just messing this whole thing up. Uh, catch you guys next week, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast.